Kinulamid Aleph. Before I begin, just for a second, this is probably my last time in front of the whole community. Uh, for the last 10 or 11 years, I've had the privilege to be able to speak with everyone here, and uh, not only on Tisha B'Av, but throughout the years. And I just wanted to publicly thank everyone for the opportunity and the privilege that I've had. So thank the Rub as well. I appreciate everything. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this kinna contrasts the leaving of Mitzrayim with singing and joy and happiness with the leaving of Yerushalayim in the uh, devastation, in the wake of everything that had happened. So this really marks a turning point in the kinnis from the kinnis of sadness to the kinnis of comfort of this one. Ends with we're going to be singing, running to Yerushalayim, all depression and sadness is going to leave us. That's how it ends. But as all of you know over here, uh, I just wanted to share a little bit about my planning and what's been going on and maybe bring out some words as well and just some of the experiences that I've had. As everyone here knows, we're making Aliyah. We've been actually, last year when we spoke, we were also making Aliyah. <laughs> and it's a year and a half later. And even though our lift is coming in a week and our kids are enrolled in schools there, we still don't have a date. As me and my wife, we were walking back from the kinnis last night, we were saying to ourselves, we were talking, she's like, Shai, you think it's going to be easy to move back after 2,000 years of us not being there? You think, you're just going to be able, you think we're just going to go? Of course it's going to be fraught with difficulties. That the path of the Jewish people is the path of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, besides for the hardships of the decisions, the mental commitment of going, the logistical planning, you know, telling our families, telling people around us. There's been one holdup was, you know, different rabbit holes of misinformation you get. One holdup was my birth certificate for many years up until recently said no name given Sussman. So you have to hand in a proper birth certificate. But apparently I didn't have a name. I don't know how it was that I had a passport and everything. But uh, I had to get a legal name change. That takes months. Hey, uh, figuring out where to live, Parnassa. Taking our kids away from their classes, from their friends, from their schools, their social environments, leaving the community at large, our block in specific, we're close with our neighbors on our block. Basic comforts like gourmet glot, we're going to miss it very much. Amazon, can't just order anything that you want. And something that we began to realize as, we've, as we're engaging in this process is just how enmeshed we are in our communities, our neighborhoods, but also in society at large. It says by when we were uh, in Mitzrayim, like this kind of contrast Mitzrayim, it says we were a guy beker of guy, we are a nation inside of a nation, we were an uber b'nei emo, we were like a fetus in a womb. And really, in order to leave, obviously, we didn't know this at the time when we were planning, but really, when you want to leave, you have to be willing to extract your family. You have to be willing to uproot yourself, which is a total, for me, I, again, I only see this in, in planning now that we're going through the steps, but it causes me to think. It, it's causing me to reflect. 
you know, are we so acculturized? Are we so normalized? Are we so ingrained in American society, in the lives that we live, that literally in order to leave, you have to extract yourself, you have to be willing to do something? Just like it was in the times of Mitzrayim, that literally in order to go, they had Hashem himself had to, had to extract them. With all our mitzvahs, all our chesed organizations, the tzedakah that we give, all good things that we do, amazing mitzvahs, everyone should continue to do them. But have we lost the forest from the trees? Have we lost the destination of Torah, the bigger picture of redemption? Have we lost the path of Gullus and Geula to find our way back so that we become so ingrained in society and in our lives here that leaving feels, at least again a year and a half later, feels like an impossibility. Obviously it could be done, we know we got Simcha stall in the back over there, hiding against the wall, he's going, shout out to Simcha. <laughs> but again, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing that we learn Torah, we do tons of mitzvahs, but yet Eretz Yisrael, it's not really on the radar. When you speak to people and Everyone's happy for you, but at the same time, there's an inner sense, and I've been told this by many people, I'm not saying they're entirely wrong, nish push it, nish push it. You're going, nish push it. How old are you? Nish push it. I can't tell you how many nish push it's I got. Not simple. <laughs> Basically, nish push it is i.e. bad idea. <laughs> That's really what it means, bad idea. That when we're going to Eretz Yisrael, when people go, Oh, I'm jealous, but nish push it, right? <laughs> Means bad idea, don't go, right? It's, it's, it, your life is better here. It's easier here. It's simple here. You're acculturated. We're acculturated. We're ingrained. We're a part of society. We have our parnasa. We have our yeshivas. We have our chaburas. We have our rabbanim. We have everything we need. Do we really need to go? Honestly, do we really need to go to Yerushalayim? What are you going to do there? You're going to get there now what? What do we really need it for? We're so set up here, we're so, our lives are entrenched here for some generations, right? Some people, they're great, 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 great. It's not everyone came from Europe, but, you know, they were here for generate. Right? We're so part of society. We have pop from politicians. We have uh, even, uh, we got two from guys in the MLB, right, playing baseball now. Incredible. We have from people in the White House, right? What, what do we need Israel for, honestly? If you really think about it, what do we need it for? Even though we daven three times a day, we know, right, we don't need to go through all the Ramazim, everything we talk about, Eretz Yisrael. In many ways, we're very sincere about our Yiddishkeit. But in many ways, again, are we practicing insincere Judaism? Have we lost the forest from the trees The bigger picture of life, the bigger picture of Mashiach, the bigger picture of the Derech Eretz, the Derech Eretz Yisrael. I believe this really, I certainly can't answer this question for anyone, but I believe this Tisha B'Av and through our lives in general, right, Eretz Yisrael is not only on Tisha B'Av, it's not just the three weeks, it's really every day. I believe every person needs to take an inner look in themselves. 
to look deep within the recesses of their minds and hearts, within their consciousness, and really ask themselves, what do I need Eretz Yisrael for? For what? What do I need to be there for? I have everything I need here. Everything. And it's really easy, right? One of me and my wife joke around with each other. One of the things that she says, she's like, oh yeah, we're going to save tons of money. There's no Amazon there. You know, constantly box after box. Boom. Comes, they're opening up the warehouse over here. We'll probably get it the same day. <laughs> right? It won't even take two days. It'll be faster than Prime. The same day you order it, you'll get it that day. So it's an incredible thing. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a marvel. It's a marvel. But due to all these wonderful things that we have, and we shouldn't take them for granted, we live in the most affluent time of the Jewish community, probably in the history of the entire world, right? Since the time of Adam and since the time of Avram, we live with such amazingness. We have indoor refrigeration. We have air conditioning, amazing things. But at the same time, have we lost the forest from the trees? Is, is it something that we really want or is it something that we just pay homage to? Is it just something in the back of our mind? Yeah, one day, right? When it says, when it says, Shuv alai v'shuv aleichem, I know the Rav, I believe, mentioned before the Machlokes, when it says, Shuv alai v'shuv aleichem, Hashem says, you return to me and I'll return to you. Nah, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean. Israel, that doesn't mean that, right? When it says, I'll take you one from a family, two from a town, right? Nah, that's some far off day. That doesn't mean now. When it says in Zechariah, right, one day there'll be old men and women sitting on benches, children playing in their streets. Nah, one day, one day, one day. So it's an incredible thing. What, what do we need it for? Why would anyone in their right mind want to go to Eretz Yisrael and extract their family, just like in Mitzrayim they had to be extracted? But, but re really, think about it. Why? The answer is, for many, the answer is, you're right. You're 100% right. We don't need to go. And therefore, we stay. But in the words of Rivero Wine, he's been saying there's been a lot of clips going on. He's been pretty fairly outspoken about this recently. In the words of Beryl Wine, he says, Eric Yisrael needs to be on our radar. That's what he's going around saying. Eric Yisrael needs to be on our radar. And I would add to that, seriously be on our radar. That it shouldn't just be something one day, one day, one day. That it's something that we have to, every one of us need to look within the consciousness of our mind and hearts in order to really ask ourselves, really ask ourselves, are we being truly Torah-observant Jews? I wanted to end with this amazing Ramad Wali that I saw. I'm not going to go into who he was for the sake of time over here. But in learning Sefer Ezra, in the second parak of Ezra, it lists all the names of the Jewish people that have returned during the... Uh, Ezra was really the third Aliyah at that time. There was one Shaltiel and Zerubbabel. But... There's an amazing Ramad Wali. It's one of these prakim that just lists names. You know, you get to those like in different prakim of names, families and names. So it says in the Pasuk, it opens up, These are the names of the B'nai Hamadina that came from captivity from Golas, Asher Higla, Nebuchadnezzar, that Nebuchadnezzar exiled, Melech Bavel, Lebavel, Yeshuvi, Yerushalayim, Yehudi, Yishleireu. Right, and they all, they, they came back. At those times, you know, it was the unlearned peoples, the Amaratsim that came back, because all the scholars, to their dismay, they wanted to stay in Chutzlaretz. So, 
the Ravad Wali writes like this. The previous parak ended with they were given, in the times of the second base of Migdash, they were given back certain kalim uh, from the first base of Migdash they're now given to use. They were now bestowed back to them. So it says, After it says the numbers, uh, it enumerated the vessels that they received for the second base of Migdash. Immediately afterwards, it, it, it enumerates the holy souls of the precious families that went back. It's from the secret of the three paths of the Kohanim, Levim, and Yisrael that returned to Eretz Yisrael. Like children, like kids who returned to their mother. I, 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 the reason why I wanted to share this, I, I should say, is that I, I get so much strength from this, and when I saw it, it, was, it hit me so profoundly. And therefore, that's why they're called children, the B'nai Hamadina, the children of the city or of the state. Right? These are the families that return from Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, back to Eretz Yisrael from Nebuchadnezzar. A person who loves the land, Chibav loves, it's desirable to them. The esmakomo nikra ben mamish shall also makum. It loves the place. They're mamish considered a son next to Hashem. Kigam hasharoso shall also makum hi michaveveso. Because they love Hashem's place. Ke'im ha michaveves esbana, like a mother who loves her son. Vikotoloso becheko, besimcho uvetov levav. And when their son comes, embraces them. And gives them a hug. And the mother loves their, we love our children even more so when they come back disheveled and beat up and they feel worn out. And that's why they're called the Bnei Hamadina, the children. As the Ramad Wali is saying over here, that anyone who returns to Eretz Yisrael, that's on their hearts and mind, they get a hug from Hashem. Hashem hugs them. Especially when you come back 2,000 years worn out, ayev v'yageya, from Gullus, from exile, and even just the physical and mental, emotional, psychological, logistical planning that it takes even to get there. Our nation, after again, after many, many years, we wait for the day to be hugged by Hashem completely, that every single one of us will receive that hug when we return to Eretz Yisrael, we return to Hashem, just like you would hug your child. We wait for that hug, for Hashem to hug us.